Xi Jinping loves to read and to write, and is known by many as a leader well versed in literature. From living in Liangjiahe village to studying in Tsinghua University, from working as a local county official to leading the whole country, reading has always been Xi Jinping's greatest passion and a way of life. Xi Jinping has been an avid reader since his youth. It has become part of people's impression of him. In the 1980s, when working as an official in Zhengding County in North China's Hebei Province, Xi Jinping's days were consumed by work from morning till late into the night. But he still dedicated the hours from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. to quiet reading every day. When he went on inspection tours in rural villages, he wouldn't forget to bring along a few books. One time, when he had to be hospitalized, he still brought with him two bags filled with books. His fondness for reading is part of his family tradition. He says many of the ancient poems and classics that he can recite today were memorized when he was a child, and these have benefited him all his life. Xi Jinping's parents encouraged him to read from a young age and were quite strict with him. In his childhood, Xi Jinping had to take notes and write about his reflections after reading. His father, Xi Zhongxun, would then note down places that could be improved. Xi Jinping had to revise his writings over and over again until they were good enough. That became somehow a tedious task for him at one point. And sometimes he would spend hours trying to find the right word for his revisions. In 1969, Xi Jinping went to Liangjiahe village in northwest China's Shanxi province during a national campaign that sent urban youth to experience life in rural areas. At that time, he was a teenager, not yet 16 years old. In the following few years, on the lowest plateau. Xi Jinping kept in touch with his parents through writing letters. One time, his father marked all the incorrect characters in one of Xi Jinping's letters and enclosed it in his reply. Xi Jinping was very touched by this. Ever since then, he always carried a dictionary with him and made use of every spare minute to study the characters and words. He used to say. Feeling bad about not knowing much makes him thirst for knowledge. When Xi Jinping described his days in Liangjiahe, he said he never felt that the seven years in the countryside were wasted because he would carry a book with him when herding sheep on the hillside, and he would pull out his dictionary to learn new words when taking breaks from farm work in the field. Knowledge is gained little by little, and just like that, he made use of the time there to build a solid foundation for future studies. In the many years since, reading has always been an important part in Xi Jinping's life and work. His fondness for reading never changed, no matter how busy work gets, even after he became China's top leader. Xi Jinping says. Reading is an important source of knowledge and wisdom, and can keep our mind active and cultivate our virtues. Having read extensively, Xi Jinping has a very long reading list. On his bookshelves are collections about traditional cultures from all over the world, Marxist-Leninist classics, and also various reference books, among others. 
Xi Jinping cherishes traditional Chinese culture dearly and is well read in ancient Chinese classics such as the Analects of Confucius, Records of the Grand Historian, the Spring and Autumn Annals, and Comprehensive Mirror for Aid in Government. To him, culture plays a unique and irreplaceable role in the governance of China, as rich philosophical ideas, humanitarian spirit, values, and moral norms all help broaden one's way of thinking in state governance. Xi Jinping also seeks to use wisdom passed down from history in governing China, saying that the answers to many questions today can be found in history. He once said, History helps us understand the failures and successes of the past and learn lessons from the rise and fall of states. Xi Jinping also enjoyed reading world classics and still remembers vividly what he read in his younger days. While living in Liangjiahe village in early 1970s, Xi Jinping read Karl Marx's Des Kapital three times, comparing different versions of the book by different translators and taking copious amount of notes under the dim light of a kerosene lamp. He could even remember details from the book's foreword, postscript and annotations. Xi Jinping said people in his generation were deeply influenced by Russian classics. He enjoyed A Hero of Our Time by Mikhail Lermontov, War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy, as well as And Quiet Flows the Dawn by Mikhail Sholokov. He was also very inspired by reading What is to be Done by Nikolai Chernyshevsky. He is also familiar with American writers, including Walt Whitman, Mark Twain, and Jack London, among others. He is especially fond of works by Ernest Hemingway. On his visit to Cuba, Xi Jinping set aside time to visit the breakwater in Kojima where Hemingway wrote the book The Old Man and the Sea and ordered a mojito, which was Hemingway's favorite drink, in the bar that Hemingway frequented. He said he just wanted to feel for himself what was on Hemingway's mind and what the place was like as he wrote those stories. Xi Jinping believes it's important to get a deep understanding of the cultures and civilizations that are different from one's own. During overseas visits, readings of the classics often came up in his talks and conversations. In Germany, Xi Jinping recalled the old days when he had walked 15 kilometers over the hills to borrow a copy of Faust by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. In France, he talked about Voltaire and in India about Rabindranath Tagore. In October of 2015, Xi Jinping delivered a speech in London during his state visit to the UK, in which he recalled how Shakespeare's works had stirred his thoughts about life in his youth. I left Beijing and farmed in the village in northern part of China's Shanxi province when I was almost 16. I spent seven youthful years there. In those years, I tried so many ways to find works of William Shakespeare. As a young man, I kept thinking about the question to be or not to be in the years when I lived on the Baron Louis Plateau of northern Shanxi. Finally, I made up my mind to devote myself to serving my motherland and its people. 
Xi Jinping believes that literature and art are the best way for different countries and nations to understand and communicate with each other, and civilizations become more vibrant and enriched through mutual learning and exchanges. Xi Jinping has also been a prolific writer since he was young and has written volumes of poems, essays, and editorials. In 1985, 32-year-old Xi Jinping went to Xiamen City in southeast China's Fujian province to serve as deputy mayor. In his spare time, he often hosted journalists, writers, and young intellectuals for chats and talks about art and literature. He also shared with them his own writings. On one occasion, they found out that Xi Jinping had even written a film script, which was later published in six episodes in a local newspaper in Xiamen from May to June in 1985. When working as secretary of the CPC Zhejiang Provincial Committee, Xi Jinping started a column in Zhejiang Daily Newspaper and published a total of 232 short commentaries under the pen name of Zhe Xin. These commentaries were written in a plain but trenchant style about social problems. Over the years, Xi Jinping often refers to the classics in his speeches and articles both at home and abroad. In July of 2018, Xi Jinping published an article in the local media of South Africa ahead of his state visit to the country, in which he quoted Nelson Mandela to express his confidence in the revitalization of South Africa and the whole African continent. The African rebirth is now more than an idea. Its seeds are being sown in the regional communities we are busy building and in the continent as a whole. In March of 2019, Xi Jinping published an article in the French newspaper La Figaro in which he quoted the Chinese proverb, a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step, and French writer Victor Hugo saying that little time is enough to change all things to express confidence in greater success for China and France at the new historical starting point. There are many more such examples. People familiar with Xi Jinping were impressed by his knowledge in literature and art. Lin Bing once worked with Xi Jinping in the municipal government of Fuzhou. He said Xi Jinping could quote classics with such ease and fluency as if the words were just at his fingertips. Chen Cheng Mao, another former colleague of Xi Jinping in Fuzhou, was quite impressed with Xi Jinping's depth in critical thinking and his ability to aptly express what he learned. Chen said he had a background in economics, but he still couldn't quite match Xi Jinping's insight on economic issues, because Xi Jinping could cite from a wide range of resources to explain things very thoroughly. Xi Jinping once said, Learning is a path of inheritance for a civilization, a ladder for individual growth, a way for a party to solidify its foundation, and a necessity for the flourishing of a nation. To him, reading and learning are not just about individual growth, but also about the progress and development of a party, a country, and its people. Leading China on its path forward, Xi Jinping says China will always remain a country devoted to learning. No matter how well it develops, China will learn from the outside world in a modest manner, 
remain open and inclusive, and embrace mutual learning and exchanges with other countries. With this episode, we wrap up the podcast series "Stories of Xi Jinping," which shares Xi Jinping's life stories and his experiences while working at different levels of the government across China, and how his leadership and thinking on governance gradually took shape. Thank you for listening.